0: Well, bugger me sideways. Brian Blessed here. The almost 30 minute quiz show is hilarious! Find them on all trusted podcast providers. Subscribe now! Bollocks! I'd be goose darlings. Get off! Don't touch my ass!
1: Just when you thought there couldn't be anything new to say about coronavirus, we salute an old friend for coming up, Trump.
0: Literally. While we're talking about trumping, we have some breaking news from Uranus. And there'll be the
1: usual smutty
0: mix of product reviews, sex toys and
1: kinky police officers.
0: So prepare to be informed, entertained and truly shocked. It's full steam ahead on board Her Majesty's ship, the almost 30 minute quiz show. Whoosh! Hello David. Hello Mark. Long time no see. Actually it is. No it's not. Are you going to just have a monologue? Well, I could. I think it's called a soliloquy.
1: It depends if it's crap or not. If it's crap, it's called talking to yourself with possible needing-to-be-locked-up leanings. But uh, if it's good, it's a soliloquy.
0: I saw some Shakespeare this week. They were were showing the National Theatre live at home because we're still at home. Have
1: you watched any other concerts and stuff? Are you taking advantage of all this freebie generosity?
0: I'm watching a bit more telly, but I'm just going through back catalogs of stuff that I can get through various things like Netflix and catching up.
1: When you said back catalogs, I was thinking of ladies in Winsiette Nightwear.
0: No, I think you were thinking of back passages, but that's something else altogether.
1: Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the programme.
0: No, I've been learning to cook things.
1: What can you cook?
0: Uh, roast potatoes, actually doing it properly, proper crispy roast potatoes. My roast potatoes have always been awful.
1: So I've learned um, how to make gnocchi, various vegan dishes, uh, all sorts of things, not baking, but lots and lots of cooking over the last four or five weeks, which has been a lot of fun.
0: And I hosted a quiz with work. We had 50 people for our pub quiz. Give us the best question. It was visual, can't really do it. It involved my boss changed into a woman and him not recognizing himself in front of his family.
1: Excellent. Has this got anything to do with you dressing up as Santa Claus?
0: Yes, probably the last time I'll be doing that, having dressed my boss up as a woman online.
1: <laughs> oh dear. So we're surviving, but I think a lot of people are, are itching now to get back. Uh, and, and I think uh, a lot of countries are beginning to say, you know what, we have to pay a certain price because the economy is suffering too much.
0: Yeah, I, I think the decision has been not, we've got to eradicate it. We've just got to get it to a level where hospitals can deal with it, like flu, like every other disease. And we'll open up bit by bit by bit, open up schools if we can, but in smaller classes, open up um, shops, essential, more essential shops.
1: On, on that curve end thing, apparently it's less than 1.0x, but I have no idea what the x is. Some sort of equation or whatever, and once you get below a certain point, then theoretically it is capable, we are capable of dealing
0: with it. Unless the X is the R rate, I learned about the R rate at work this week, which is the reinfection rate. And as long as people are infecting less than one person, i.e., not clustering in groups, then it should keep going down, and people are recovering quicker than they're being infected. If you go to Australia and New Zealand, they're pretty much. At the lower end of that curve now,
1: well they haven't got any people,
0: yeah, but there have been cases of um tigers and dogs having it, so oh, you've got to be careful with the old sheep. Should we ask the questions? Yeah, go on.
1: Question number one, which B word is another word for hydrogen peroxide?
0: Question number two, what is measured on the Beaufort scale? Question
1: three: when Mars rebranded their confectionery in Europe, radar didn't keep its name and became Twix. Why?
0: Question number four. Where is the world's largest museum?
1: Question number five. Dav Pilkey wrote an illustrated book about which half-dressed superhero?
2: Busy? It's time to relax. Maybe slip into something a little bit more comfortable. Turn the lights down low and pump up the volume for another titillating edition of the almost 30 minute quiz show.
1: Question number one, which B word, Mark, is another word for hydrogen peroxide?
0: I don't know, but I can still see your dog in the picture. See, when we record together, your dog is scared shitless of me and runs away. But now I'm doing this and your dog just keeps appearing in front of the camera. And not always the front view so b for bottom
1: she's got lovely nipples no b for it is not b for bottom
0: is it b for no so this blonde
1: walks into a hairdresser
0: oh is it blonde
1: this blonde walks into a hairdresser she says you can do whatever you want just don't take off the headphones and the hairdresser's thinking what the heck uh, and, and she said, no, no, it's fine. Do whatever you want. Don't take off the headphones. Anyway, the hairdresser is killing herself. She's desperate to take off the cans. And she keeps trying. And the, the, the blonde says, no, 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 don't you do. And eventually, the hairdresser does take off the headphones and puts the uh, cans to her ears and hears, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Did I say that the girl dropped dead? No. Oh, Christ, that's another bloody joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we don't do stand-up.
2: Oh,
1: crap. The question is whether we re-record that or carry on. You want me to carry on? No, carry on.
0: Carry on. Carry on. It's, funny. it's funnier when he balls it yeah. off.
1: All right. So B stands for, apparently, bleach. And the man who Ooh. knows all about such things is about to tell us basically why.
2: Supposing we hit the body And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful.
0: Well, my first thought is, what the fuck is that orange cockwombel on about? <laughs> what was that?
1: I haven't really heard this. I haven't seen the video. You're telling me that he was in a room
0: with a Dr. Felch? Do- Dr. Felchie, who's uh, been played by Brad Pitt this week.
1: What do you mean, played by Brad Pitt? So it's not a real doctor?
0: No, he's a real doctor, but he's already become legend enough to be doing the intro played by Brad Pitt on Saturday Night Live.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. So, look, there's a lot of controversy about what Donald Trump said, did he actually say something bad, or was he just trying to say, you know what, guys, there's lots of ideas out there. Go, experiment, see what works. You never know what's going to be the miracle cure, including bleach or disinfectant.
0: I think that's pretty much where, it, where he was heading. He was just saying, you know, if bleach can kill germs, if we inject everybody with bleach, somehow a safe bleach, although he didn't say safe bleach, then maybe that's the way that we get, you know, that could be the, um, the cure for coronavirus because it can't get through bleach. And then he also said the same about ultraviolet light. The thing he's forgetting is that you can't actually put bleach inside people. <laughs> it does say on every bleach bottle, there's usually a big orange cross saying, do not ingest.
1: Well, I wouldn't um, want to ingest a bleach bottle, but the stuff inside tastes pretty good. I mean, you and I went to some great student parties.
0: Yeah, I also don't want a sun lamp shoved up my rectum which was the other suggestion
1: (laughs) the policy of america over this coronavirus has been shall we say somewhat behind the curve in terms of taking this seriously maybe he's trying to play catch-up
0: i I think he's trying to play catch-up on you know how to do a press conference because he's on his fifth or sixth press secretary in three years He's not getting a consistent sort of person there training him with the ability to say, don't sit on Twitter and spout rubbish. Don't come up with suggestions, just stick to the script. But Trump is, I would say, too egoistical to do that and feels it's, it's the thing to do, to go off in a press conference and and say what he's thinking. And now it's everywhere. There are parodies and memes all about domestos and clorex and every other type of bleach and you know cocktails with tide tablets in it you name it but he's actually stopped doing press conferences now on the back of that because he thought that people were very unkind to him
1: so what was your name for him what was it orange orange Cockfelch, felch cock womble we hear from the cock one more time
2: go on then just all right here me. we
1: go we'll go out to the break with the
2: orange cock and his felch Supposing we hit the body, hit the body, hit the body, very powerful light. With a tremendous, very powerful light. Hit the body, hit the body. I see the disinfectant. Hit the body, hit the body. In a minute, one minute, very powerful light. Hit the body, hit the body, hit the body, hit the body.
0: Question two. What is measured on the Beaufort scale?
1: Mm, Beaufort sounds like it should be either a wine or a castle somewhere. Um, but is it the speed of wind? It is. Good God. I actually know something.
0: Well done. Where did you is pluck it, that one from?
1: I don't know. Is it the speed or velocity? And is there a difference between speed and velocity? No. Okay.
0: I think velocity is a posh word for speed. Okay. Well done.
1: Why did you ask such question?
0: Because... If you rearrange the word Beaufort, there's the word oboe fart in it, sort of, nearly. As in
1: a fart from an instrument.
0: Correct. But that's completely unrelated. But we are talking about wind.
1: By the way, oboe fart sounds like it could either be some sort of drinking festival in uh, the, the autumn in Germany, or actually a
0: village somewhere in Germany. Or a taxi you can hail, an uber fart. We're talking about Beaufort scale because there was a fantastic bit of research done about farting, and whether you can catch COVID-19 from people's farts. And the answer is? Possibly.
1: Oh, for goodness sake, what does possibly mean?
0: Well, it's, it's all very new science. I mean, I asked my friend Donald Trump about it, and he said maybe if we put farts inside people. No, seriously. There was some research done in Australia, and on Friday's Corona Cast, Dr Norman Swan said, There is a chance that particles of faeces set adrift within a fart could spread COVID-19. Therefore, he suggested no bare-bottom farting and that people should always keep their underwear on. He said, luckily we wear a mask which covers our farts all the time, referring to the protective aspects of pants, shorts, dresses, underwear and other gardens. I think that what we should do in terms of social distancing and being safe is that you don't fart close to other people and therefore you don't fart with your bare-bottom. Fascinating
1: research. Another Australian doctor called Andy Tagg, who claims that tests carried out earlier this year showed 55% of patients with SARS-CoV-2 had it present in their poo, which rhymes.
0: Mm. And a lot of the patients have had gastrointestinal symptoms.
1: One of the symptoms is getting the shits. So you can call it gastrointestinal if you want. I call a spade a spade.
0: Or a a shit.
1: Yes which is not easy to say after a few pints.
0: And further proof came from Israel in the Jerusalem Post. The Ministry of Health in Israel are suggesting that they test the wastewater in different cities. And if there's a higher presence of COVID-19 in the sewage, that's the area where they're going to concentrate their testing to try and eradicate it. So funny as it sounds...
1: Apparently, earlier this year, China's Center for Disease Control and Prevention also announced that Pant's, should be an effective barrier against farts that might carry the novel coronavirus. On top of that, in 2001, Australian doctor Carl Kruznynicki and microbiologist Luke Tennant... Are you kissing the dog again? (laughs) I just can't say the name. Carried out an experiment to see if farts in general could spread disease. Obviously no connection to coronavirus because we're talking 19 years ago. And Dr. Tennant asked the colleague to pass wind. Can you imagine doing that? Excuse me, um, Audrey. Uh, here I've got a test tube. Could you have a good fart? Um, so Dr. Tennant asked the colleague to pass wind directly into two Petri dishes from a distance of five centimetres. Amazing how they measure this. First, while wearing pants, and then without. He found that the first Petri dish stayed clean while the second one sprouted bacteria overnight but added the bacteria found in the test was not harmful.
0: <laughs> so
1: in other words, there's no smoke without fire.
0: Yeah, don't set light to it.
1: That's an interesting question. If you fart with COVID-19 in you and you set fire to it, does it dissipate or increase the uh, rate of infection?
0: Depends if it's an ultraviolet fire.
1: <laughs> there are lots of people who bleach their arses, aren't there? <laughs>
0: So you're sat down, you're Donald Trump and you're sitting there thinking, I need to meet with my cabinet and I've just read this article. Can you imagine him him sat with the Secretary of State for Agriculture going, we need to prevent beans being shipped to supermarkets. This is how we're going to stop coronavirus. No more beans.
1: I'm just going to try saying that name one more time. Uh, Australian doctor Carl Kruzelnicki.
0: Did we eat those ones in the Ukraine? Kruzelnicki.
1: We haven't talked about our trip to Ukraine, but I guess we've got to go to an ad now.
0: Yep, well, we're not going to the Ukraine.
1: I know, I know.
0: I know that they proper cancelled our flight, didn't it? I know, I know. Drum roll.
2: Hi, folks. Donald Trump here. If you want a terrific impression of me—I mean, really terrific, like the one on the almost thirty-minute quiz show—then don't get a low-energy loser, okay? You need Frank Falzone, a fantastic voiceover guy who I've known all my life, okay? He's great, terrific, great friend, really good guy. Frank is exclusively on Fiverr.com and will make your voiceover great again. Avoid your voiceover being a total disaster and win bigly with Frank Falzone, okay? He's terrific.
1: Question number three. When Mars rebranded their confectionery in Europe raider didn't keep its name and became twix why
0: i remember this because i used to like marathon bars and they changed them to snickers because they're all owned by mars they did like a global rebranding because in britain i think all the bars had slightly different names to the rest of the world and to europe in particular so snickers took over well marathon became snickers and opal fruits became starburst mars stayed as mars but They couldn't use the global name for Twix, which is Raider, because I believe there was a pornographic publication available in America called Raider and in Britain. So, strange name
1: for a pornographic magazine, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but then they always used to have like funny names in my childhood. They were called things like Fiesta and Parade. Oh, so
1: it's not referring to a particular act?
0: No, not. It's not like men only. It was a men only and Playboy and. Nowadays, they're called things like Teen Booty 4 or whatever, allegedly.
1: I I really wouldn't know. I I was merely assuming that the Raider thing had a particular niche um, interest.
0: Do you know what? I don't even know if they still print porn mags because most places just don't bother anymore. Uh,
1: The the, Um, the top shelf uh, these days is reserved for science magazines and if you wanted to buy Nature or The Lancet or something like that. Before we move on to to what we're actually going to do, do you remember peanut treats and uh, also the the chewy treats? Uh,
0: The toffee ones.
1: Toffee ones, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I remember the peanut ones because we used to have a little childish song about them in school. Which was? Um, I I won't sing it, but it basically had something to do with if you eat a peanut and it comes out the other end, then it looks like a treat.
1: Ah, there you go. Chocolate covered. I don't think they got rebranded, but they kind of disappeared around the time that M&M's came in.
0: Yeah, well, M&M's was the big global brand. So as part of... I'm not sure it was the same thing, but...
1: I know, I don't think it was, but what a shame.
0: Why are we talking about Raider and porn mags?
1: Because you like to talk about things like that.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot more sex between now and the end of the show and porn and other childish stuff. But the main reason we're talking about it is because we looked up a couple of great listicles about some of the world's worst brand names. Particularly, I think they're all food. Um, but we, we've scoured the internet for a couple of lists that have scoured the world for the world's worst brand name. Do you want to kick us off, David?
1: Sure, but just to point out, Mark did all of this, and when he says worst, he actually means rudest. Oh, obviously. For the Predator, the movie had a kiddie-sized glove which was called Child Predator Hands. <laughs>
0: Australian insect repellent brand, Wack Off.
1: And the South African electric cigarette, Butt Buddy.
0: In the Czech Republic, you can get a fruit tea called Urinal.
1: Excellent. By the way, a few weeks ago you told me off for calling it the Czech Republic and said it was Czechia.
0: Well, as long as you don't say Czechoslovakia, because that's half wrong. Well, completely wrong.
1: Next was Mr Brain's Pork
0: Faggots. My dad used to sell faggots.
1: You mean wood, wooden faggots or meaty faggots?
0: Meaty faggots. He, he worked for um, a food company and one of their main products was faggots. And I, I'd, I'd like to say he used to bring home lots of faggots all the time, but then we're going down a, a, a discussion I don't want to have. Talking of raiders. Chinese mock quail for vegetarians are called vegetarian swallow balls.
1: Indonesian banana chips
0: called poo. And believe it or not, there's a Macedonian beer out there called Vergina. V-E-R-G-I-N-A.
1: The uh, laxative tea from China called Defecation Tea. At least it's honest.
0: <laughs> In Canada, you can get some really cool gardening gloves, and they're branded as Hand Job.
1: The Hello Kitty deodorant from Rexona is called Pussy Wind.
0: Yeah, I've had a bit of that myself. There is a kid's drink out there uh, in Britain called Booby, B-O-O-B-E-E. Two words, but on the can, it's one, and it says Booby. Is it milky? No, it's like a fizzy drink, I think, full of colours and additives.
1: Fizzy milk. And the fireworks are known as the Golden Shower Fountain.
0: Mm. So then we found another list, or I found another list, from uh, people called Boredom Therapy. And to start off, there are Japanese ramen noodles that are available called soup for sluts. Why are they called soup for sluts? Because they're cheap, fast and easy.
1: Incredible. There's the Japanese homogenized salami, and yes, you guessed it, it's the homo sausage.
0: And in Ghana, they have a version of cola called pea cola.
1: The Japanese rice confectionery chocolate colon, which funnily enough is shaped
0: like a hollow pipe. These are British biscuits and our hobby, the Finger Marie.
1: And I get to do the last one. You've probably worked this out uh, that way. And there is a product known as Hands Off, and it is, and with this we go to the ads, an anti-masturbatory gum. Chew on that.
0: Write to us at almost30quiz at gmail.com, 30 being letters and not numbers. Almost30quiz at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at almostquiz, on Facebook the almost 30 minute quiz show, and on Instagram at the almost 30 minute. Question number four Where is the world's largest museum?
1: I would imagine that. Most people answering that would straight off suggest the Louvre. But I am going to go with the Hermitage in St. Petersburg.
0: You're sort of right, but you're wrong.
1: Does it take into account outdoor museums, which can be absolutely massive?
0: Yes. Ah. So there's two answers to this. You're right with the Louvre, not the Hermitage.
1: Oh, it's the Louvre. Okay.
0: Yeah, but the Smithsonian is a sort of campus of 19 museums. So if you take all of those museums together, you could also say the Smithsonian.
1: I would also wonder if um, an actual outdoor museum, you know, one of these places that show off the culture of a particular country, if you take into account just the acreage that they cover, if they would also qualify. By the way, the reason I mentioned the Hermitage in that really stupid way was I recently watched a, a documentary and the narrator was saying the hermitage every time they mention the museum. And, and I, I already have enough of a problem with pompous Americans saying herb, but they don't call the bloke herb. There's an H there or a H, and it was there for a reason. And if you're speaking English, it's not an history or an hermitage, it's the hermitage.
0: I pronounce the H in chunt then. Exactly. Correct.
1: Thank you very much.
0: What, why are we talking museums? I, I'm already starting to plan my life after the virus. I'm thinking about travels and our cancelled holiday. So where do I want to go afterwards? Amsterdam. Huh. Which, is why, which is why I asked the question about a museum in Paris.
1: Uh, Amsterdam has that absolutely abysmal, what is it, sex museum or penis museum, just as you come out of the train station on the right-hand side.
0: There's a museum of love and a museum of sex.
1: They are two completely different things, absolutely.
0: Just, I w- won't say that too loud in my house in case I get hit, but yep. there we go. So this is our review section. So we had a choice of museums, but then you found something better, David.
1: You're blaming me. Yeah, I thought, why don't we, if you're planning a trip to Holland and to Amsterdam, uh, we could have reviewed the Anne Frank Museum or the Rembrandt Museum. cramped. Or, or, yeah, or the Elder Vondel Park, or, or bicycling, or any of those things. Or the Heineken. Dam Square. Um, by the way, highly recommending those damn boat people if you go to Amsterdam. But we decided that we would review the red light district.
0: Mark, over to you. Review number one. Shame. It is the only word that comes to my mind right now. I'm so frustrated. Such an overrated place. I have to admit that there are plenty of choices for every taste but I wouldn't recommend that place to anyone. Even if you are desperate, it was around 10 a.m. Who goes at 10 a.m.? Jeez. Someone who's desperate. And I, was, and I was looking for a nice looking lady to spend 10 minutes with. 10 minutes? Oh, what's he going to do with the other eight? <laughs> Suddenly, I saw Barbara, a large breasted brunette from Malta with green eyes. I thought that it would be a great experience. How stupid. I paid 50 euros And the first thing she did is wrap me up with some weird paper. I was like, is she doing this for real? She took out my thingy and did nothing with it for 10 minutes, just staring at it. (laughs) P.S. Who the fuck can let this happen? It's 2020 and we use paper as it was nothing. Why isn't anybody protesting about this? Oh, maybe now she's just enjoying a spoiled multimillionaire kid my personal opinion is
1: that the majority of the women provide a necessary service however of the many I've seen only two meet my standards of appearance and attractiveness of women I would speak to with the intent of getting to know them so in other words this person's a pervert who's gone there for sex and they continue I assume it's a he. continues the above is not the reason for my low rating. The people that stop and stare are the most distasteful aspect of the area. Parents bring small children and just stand and stare for two to five minutes. These parents need to be disciplined. Maybe they could be wrapped in paper by uh, Barbara from Malta. Then-
0: To be disciplined. (laughs)
1: <laughs> then you find many tourists that simply come to stare, thus hampering the women and their customers from engaging in their business. Yes, pleasure is a business. The streets and alleys where the men women applying their trade need to be respected by the tourists, and so the tourists need to respect the signs that say no photos. As a local, I'm forced to push my way through the tourists lacking in respect.
0: What a disgusting person. Signed, Mr. Avon Smith, floor cleaner, at one of the shows. Better to be safe than sorry. I went to Amsterdam for the first time with my husband and my friend. We visited the red light district around 1pm in the noon. People are very horny, very early. reviews. As I've heard, it's dangerous after 8pm. However, this is a disgusting place. Women standing behind doors that look like windows, knocking on the doors, desperate for someone to go to them. I was trying to record this as a tourist place, but there were no signs saying no recording about recording prostitutes. And she saw my phone and banged on the door extremely loud and came out. She wanted to attack me and steal my belongings. She also threw water all over me and started screaming for looking at her. A group of guys were walking ahead of us, and they went running up to her as she threw water. She slapped one of the guys and sirens went off. I guess this was all a setup. The guys look local were part of the plan to rob me. I made an escape by running as soon as possible, not to get chased, but overall very dangerous during the day and night. If you have nothing to do there, don't bother going if you're to advertise on the almost 30 minute quiz show,
1: please email us at almost thirty quiz at gmail.com that's almost at thirty written as a word, almost thirty quiz at gmail.com. There are great introductory rates available right now.
0: And finally, question number five. Dav Pilkey wrote an illustrated book about which half-dressed superhero? You, when you come out of the shower. I'm less than half-dressed when I come out of the shower.
1: Okay, I don't want to think. It's a good job we never show people what you really look like. Superhero, half-dressed,
0: Wonder Woman. Is now not the time to talk about our sauna in Finland. Superman.
1: Well, Superman is kind of nope. dressed.
0: Uh, yeah, he's, he's overdressed. Oh, He-Man. No. Oh. It's more for kids. It's Ill- illustrated rather than written.
1: Illustrate Ninja power turtle thingies. Purple
0: dinosaur, bloke. Barney.
1: Yes, Barney. Is he? Oh, he's not a superhero. Bam Bam <laughs> no. from the Flintstones.
0: No, this, this could go on all night, and as the last two shows have been about an hour long, ago, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's Captain Underpants.
1: Ah, my, my boy used to read that when he was about 35.
0: When he was yeah. about 35?
1: Yeah, yes, I have no idea. Yeah, he, he, he tends to mature slowly. He's, he's now 17, and his favorite TV show is SpongeBob Square
0: Pants. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea.
1: I'm glad you know these things, age 50
0: so 15
1: 15, okay talking of all things uh crude underpants and as we did before covid 19 and farting we thought we would finish this uh episode of the almost 30 minute quiz show with the following from the police force in taneytown hope i pronounced it the right way in burland in the united states of murka where the police are reminding residents to wear pants when checking their mailbox. In a Facebook post, the police said, please remember to put your pants on before leaving the house to check your mailbox. The police went on to say, you know who you are and this is your final warning. Bye bye from me.
0: And bye bye from me.